Good evening. It's good to um, be able to share a little bit with you all today. We're a society that um, puts a lot of emphasis on first and last. We, we remember first birthdays. We remember first days of school and, of course, last days of school. We um, recently, we, I, my, I turned to my husband and said, we just had our last um, time of moving kids into school. We don't have to do that anymore. You know, we, we often kind of mark time that way, our first and our last. And they're often kind of special times. Over this month, we are going to be focusing um, much of our teaching and study um, in Second Timothy. Second Timothy is Paul's second letter to Timothy. It was also the very last letter that he wrote um, to the churches. And so we look at it with that special emphasis that what is it that he, that he wanted to say to Timothy and to us? And because it was his last one, it just kind of brings on a little bit more of saying, okay, what were the last things that were, that were precious to him? So Paul, when he writes this letter, he is in prison again. This is his second time in prison. Um, if you read through the book of Acts, you know, he was in prison saying that, you know, um, I want to um, see Caesar because you shouldn't have imprisoned me. Well, he, he got out of that, and that was just kind of house arrest. This time, he was in prison, and it was not looking good because... Um, there was much persecution all around. And um, I don't think he thought he was going to get out in reality. Um, and many people, many had kind of left him. He had written a letter to Timothy earlier, encouraging him along. Timothy had been his um, kind of protege and ultimately his son. Um, kind of that adopted son. Um, but protege, and he had left him because he had gone on the second and third missionary trips with him um, as he was going all around um, um, Turkey, actually. Um, and he left him in charge of the church at Ephesus. Um, when this church, when this passage opens, um, as you remember, as we were reading, you know, his usual, you know, grace and peace to you. And first thing he said was, I thank you. I thank God regularly for you and that all that you do. I thank you so much. Um, he expressed how much faith that he had in Timothy. But then he goes on and he realizes that he needs to encourage Timothy. It's a hard time. As I said, persecution is running rampant everywhere. Um, and from the, from the passage, it, it's clear when he, when he describes that 
I need to remind you to fan into flame your faith. That tells us that, you know, it's very likely that he was lying low. Timothy, that is. Timothy was lying low um, and was kind of going, okay, you know, kind of reassessing what, what, am I, what am I doing? When things get hard, we always, ha we always stop and reassess. Um, I, I certainly have found that, that when, when you just don't know, when things aren't going the way you expect them to be, whether you're in Christian leadership or business leadership or family leadership, it doesn't matter. When things start going wrong, you start saying, okay, God, what, what is this? Um, we heard, um, and persecution is not new to, uh, to those who are faithful to God. We heard in, um, in the Psalm, um, Psalm of David 37, that, and this was some eight, nine hundred years before this letter to Paul. And it's talking about, um, it's like, why is, why is all this evil still able to happen, even though you're God? Um, you know, what's going on? But I'm going to stay faithful, but it's bad. You know, not understanding why things can go so wrong. Um, the uh, prophecy, Habakkuk, um, this was some 600 years before Paul's letter. And that's just the same, same thing. He was asking God, how can all this stuff be going on if you're God? Um, and God was answering, I'm God. Believe me, there is more to this. That part of life here, it's not always going to be easy. Just because you believe doesn't mean that we that life is going to be easy. You're going to be challenged. We, so we've seen this just in the scriptures read today. We heard that that is just constantly being challenged. And it's no different today um, either. I... I um, wouldn't suspect anyone would disagree with that statement that, um, that life hasn't gotten any easier. It's not that we've stopped seeing evil or we've stopped um, um, running up against roadblocks when, we're, you know, we're trying to do our best and we get stopped and we just don't understand. It's like, why? You know, how can this happen? Um, and that's kind of where... I suspect kind of that place where Timothy was um, and where Paul comes in to offer some encouragement um, to him and to us. Um, September, just last month, I celebrated eight years um, since I was ordained um, as, as a deacon. Um, it was, um, you know... I, I look at that and, you know, I knew that God had called me to do it. Four years ago, when my church um, that I'd been a part of for 25 years and had just begun serving um, as clergy, um, we closed. Um, and I, it put me into this, now what do I do? I th you know, did I mishear everything? Is, was I not supposed to do this? And there wasn't anything else available? Do you still want me to do this? Um, and I spent a year, a year asking that question. It's like, I feel like, yes, you know, 
All my life was prepared for me to do this, but now what in the world am I doing? The church is closed. We don't have any other Anglican mission churches here. Now what do I do? Um, he opened the way. Um, obviously, when this church plant started about a year and a half after, um, y'all embraced me and invited me in. Um, and then I moved in, in as a chaplain at the hospital. Um, and it turned out to be um, an even more perfect positioning for me than what I had set up for myself. God had a bigger plan for it, for me, than what I had had. Um, you know, we have lots of those kinds of pictures. If, if you reflect in your life of, of when you see the whole picture, God's really big on saying, nope, I've got a bigger picture. You've got to have this hope. And so what, he, what Paul reminds us of is to keep flanning, fanning into flame the gifts that God has given us. And those three that he lists are power, love, and self-discipline. You know, God gives us power. But we all know that power on its own can be a little tricky, right? It can get us going the wrong way. So it needs to be tempered with love, that love that God has. And then that self-discipline, kind of another way of looking at that term is prudence or wisdom. And it's for God to give you the wisdom to know how to move in the power and the love. And it's all in that wisdom. And this is, these are some of those gifts that he can give us as we walk in our walk um, with him in the ups and the downs. And they're actually more important in the downs than in the ups. Because it's those times that we need to remember, reflect back and say, okay, God, um, you now what do I do? And, you know, Paul, when he's sitting here talking to, to Timothy, he's reminding him, you know, stay faithful to what you know. You know, don't let your faith get skewed. Remember, remember that the word that how it's written in the NIV is the framework of your faith. You know, remember those basic bones of that, of holding on to that. Um, remember what we shared. Um, kind of indicates those that importance of having that mentor um, for us um, in our faith, for our life, or that type of thing. But the other thing that Paul was saying is, you don't have to be ashamed with, when things um, go wrong. He's in prison, and you know all the government's against him, a lot of people are against him, everyone's, you know, a lot of people are wanting to kill him, and all, he said, but I'm not ashamed. And you don't need to be ashamed of your faith. It may not be the same as everybody else. But, but stay true to, that, to, the, to what you learned originally from me, of what that framework of faith is. And that will help you stay on the, on that, uh, on the right road, because it's so easy to get skewed um, um, with everything that's out there. I've heard a lot of stuff um, as a chaplain. I've heard a lot of a lot of different theology. I will tell you, 
Um, and it's kind of interesting. It's like, okay, this is why I spend all my t I spend a lot of my time reading this because um, you need a basic. It's why you talk to people that you trust. It's like, am I on am I on target here? Um, Paul is encouraging us that stick with your framework, but to fan into flame those, those gifts that God has given you. And you say he listed those three. We all have different gifts that he gives us at different times, at different places, but the power and the love and, and the prudence, as I like to put it, um, that's offered to all of us that through the Holy Spirit that we can move in that. We don't have to be ashamed of our faith or for doing things differently than other people as long as the love and the, and the wisdom are in there, that self-discipline. Um, they're so important. You can't have one of those without the other. They all have to balance each other out. So how do we fan into flame? How if, you know, if in this next week, as you kind of do a deeper dive, I know many in the small groups are going to do kind of a deeper dive into, um, into this passage. And it's like when you do that, do that um, deeper dive, whether, um, you know, whether you're in a group or on your, or on your own, um, kind of taking a pause and saying, where is my flame? Is it at this little ember right now and I'm just not sure? Or is it kind of burning here? Or perhaps um, I've forgotten, you know, to include the whole, that whole picture of love and power and um, self-discipline of what that looks like. And what does that look like in my life? What, you know, where are those kind of showing up? Um, what am I least comfortable with? Um, all kind of questions to ponder. Um, but I think even just the beginning um, is um, to start um, in prayer. It's, I know it kind of sounds old sometimes, but unfortunately there's no real other way because God's the one who guides us. Um, we can't do it on our own. Um, you know, have a mentor or you, if you want one, reach out to someone who you look up to and say, you know, kind of help me get back on, on track here. But you start in prayer of saying, okay, God, what are you telling me through this? It's one of the things we're going to do um, as we um, do prayers a little bit later. Because um, often in this world, we can get so overwhelmed by everything that's going on around us. I opened up the newspaper today because I knew what I was preaching on today. I opened up the newspaper and it's like, you know, you know, when you count the good, the good stuff versus the not so good stuff versus the, I really didn't need to read that. Um, you know, it can get pretty depressing, you know, whether it's um, the results from the hurricane um, that just happened, that just devastated so much um, in Florida and on up the eastern coast. I mean, that's the most recent. We have lived in a um, t 
time of being in a time of emergency for three years in this country. Um, and you can start getting a little skewed by that. And so this is a time of, of being invited to kind of refresh that uh, flame and figure out where we're at. So um, as, as Nick comes up here, as I'll just close, he's gonna come up in um, gonna lead a time of, of a little bit more singing where we'll stay seated and can be reflective on this. Um, but I will just offer this, um, this um, encouragement to you to, um, to ask God, um, show me how to fan my flame. Thanks for being with us online in the Sermon Podcast. To find out more about Holy Trinity Silicon Valley, head to www.holytrinitysv.org.